I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefris Initiative. And you're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco. All things reptile related. And the people who love them. As part of the Herpeticulture Network. Monday. Oh yeah. Cuz already off to a fantastic start. <laughs> yeah. Welcome ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages. This Did you go live yet? Yes, I hit the button. Mm, it's not showing on my side. Uh-oh, Marco. Say it again. Marco. Polo. Okay, we're good there. Okay, because it says scheduled on mine. Yeah, no, it's it's going. It's going. All right. Well, forgive me for interrupting our beautiful intro. Oh, all right. Snakes and Stogies, episode 165. We are live. This episode is brought to you by Fulvius Apparel. Check it out. FulviusApparel.com. Give it a follow. Facebook and Instagram. Um got some orders to get cranked out this week obviously with the holiday and stuff today and the postal service not running i have a a decent batch of orders that are going to go out in the morning Uh, and then i have some more to print over this next week so if you've ordered they are in the works so uh, give that a follow. Check it out. Got some some designs I've been working on that I'm not sure when I'm going to drop yet. Um, I'm kind of hesitant to release new stuff just because we're pretty stacked at work. And I don't know if I'll be able to actually get to printing them sort of quickly. So I have to wait until things kind of mellow out a little bit. <clears throat> um, but be on the lookout either way. So. Then go and follow blackboxcages.com on Facebook and Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. Uh, Get yourself a nice rack. Get yourself a nice cage. Uh, Front openers, sliders, racks, uh, like rack tubs of all sizes, locks. Tons of customization options to get whatever size cage uh, that you need. Get it fitted for the species that you're keeping inside of it. Why do you look like you're about to say something? No, I was going to say, if you dream it, they can build it. No. Yeah. Um, Well, they do not do custom sizes of the cages themselves, but with the existing catalog they have, you can add, uh, there's a bunch of different light options, lighting options, a bunch of different uh, ventilation options, door options. The possibilities are endless, so go give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Go on the website, shop around. If you have any questions, please reach out, and we will be happy to answer them. Uh, and then the fine folks up in the Pacific Northwest who have a wedding coming up here in, like, what, maybe a week? They do. They do. Uh, Puget Sound Pythons. Also, go follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Go give them a follow on Morph Market as well. Stay in the loop with what they've got, this, what they've have for sale, what they're producing, all that good stuff. I am, uh, I'm out of it. I'm I have my, 
my Gendra mustache in honor of their wedding. Look at that. Solidarity. What are you uh what are you smoking this evening? I changed it up. So I never smoke Perdomo. Um and I had the opportunity to get a 10th anniversary champagne. That's a very good Connecticut. So I've never actually had one. And uh <clears throat> excuse me. And it was good. Uh, okay, let me let me I'm trying to formulate my sentence here. Excuse me, kids. You don't sniff cigars in the humidor. You, you just don't, right? Don't be that person. But when you see one that's nice and that the, the cellophane is just amber and you kind of touch it a little bit, don't squeeze the cigar. Just kind of touch that cellophane. It's going to be a keeper. So 10th anniversary of Perdomo. That is, a, Chug, that is their best seller nationwide, if I recall. Oh, really? At least it was at one point. I don't know if it still is or not, but <clears throat> that is a very good Connecticut. I recommended that to a lot of people looking for something, you know, nothing too overpowering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was actually good. recommended to me from a uh, client at work. So it works. Gotcha. gotcha. And yourself, sir? Uh, so I walked into the humidor over the weekend at Beaver Tobacco, my former place of employment. Shout out. I saw a box of Crown Heads Le Patissier. Wow. Sitting on the shelf. Like, wow. Maybe only like 10 sitting there. And I was like, where the hell did he dig these up from? I guarantee you he had like a piece of a box like stashed away somewhere because we were making room for something else. And so he's like, we'll pack it up and shove it somewhere in a corner that it'll never be seen again. So I snatched a couple of these up because they, the wrappers on these were ambering up nicely. And I, I loved these when they came out, I think for, was it 2021? It was one of my top, top five cigars. I think for the snakes and stogies, like top picks. Yeah. It was up there. Um, it's very, it's very good smoke. So I'm about to, is a, do you think that that's a case of where some shops, I've noticed this, they'll have a box out and it's been on display forever and they sell one every six months and they finally get through the first tier and then somebody just like to keep it looking full, they put like, you know, Davidoff's or, or Monte Cristo's or whatever on top of it. And then they go through those and they're like, oh yeah, I have those. Is it you think it's one of those cases? Um, not necessarily. I know like we were we were very limited on on shelf space. Uh and I know Raj did a lot of he brought in some new brands and he got rid of some old ones and so we're constantly shuffling things around on the shelves in there and stuff and and these just happen to be I think one of the ones that like there was only a couple left and we're like no one's buying them. Um Mostly because, like, this is the band that comes on it. It's just a brown ribbon. Like, there's absolutely nothing visually appealing that stands out on a shelf about these cigars. Yeah, but I feel that that's really classy. I do. Um, so I think I'm almost positive they got tossed up somewhere in inventory or, you know, in stacked in a corner with a bunch of other stuff at some point. And he just happened to come across them. It's like, oh, yeah, let's put these out. So excellent. I've been I've been slowly smoking all of them. Like I said, there was only about ten left. I think, um, not you know they're like ten fifty a piece. So yeah, they're really not anything crazy price wise, and they're just delicious. So yeah, man. 
rock and roll. And I love Crownheads does good stuff. They, they they had a couple over the years that I was not too crazy about, but for the most part, a solid like eighty percent of their stuff. I'm I'm I like. What do you feel was the most hyped up one? Out of the Crownhead stuff? Yeah. Over the past like five, six years, because they had a lot of different lines, you know. So they've had a lot of limited stuff where like they released five hundred boxes of like these, I think. Like they they did a limited run of stuff. And that's to sort of build that hype train up, like supply and demand, you're creating demand, people sure. can't get it. So um especially i think this was a one of the trade shows a lot of companies now will do like a trade show exclusive so if you don't attend that trade show oh yeah you can't order these and so this was like a uh, ipca or tpa or something uh run of those um and it's it's good but yeah there's i'm trying to think they do one each year I forget the actual name of it, if it even has like a, a name, but every year they have this one cigar they put out where the blend changes, but the, the line is the same. And there's been like two years in a row that were not great. And I was like, this is not not a good cigar. The ones in the past, like a couple years ago, were awesome. But so I was really expecting you guys to both be an American flag themed overalls, but I guess this is cool too. Nice nice so i don't know they had a couple like the headley grange i wasn't terribly impressed with they had one called four kicks that was really popular that i never really got the hype of they had one called jd howard which was phenomenal that was one of their best um jericho hill which i know you've had um that's yeah, one that super like underrated when i got the jericho hills though i like i remember they they first came out smoked them they were really good and then over time, I don't know, it was like I'd smoke them and I'm like, this is not the same cigar. So I'm wondering if there was eventually like a change up like we've seen with so many other brands where it's like initially it started out as something really nice. And then I guess as time progressed, they're like, well, wait a second, we don't have access to, you know, we're running out of the tobacco we originally used for this. So let's subtly yeah. change some things and it, it changes the the flavors and stuff. So, yeah, you never know when contracts expire and <laughs> they switch farms or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or it's just a bad year. You know, like these these fields and stuff. I mean, you're looking at stuff where like the soil, the nutrients are getting more or less depleted and have to be sort of reintroduced over time. And so I guess in theory, you would have plants that would sort of lose their luster over time if you're growing the same sure. thing there. Um, and then just, you know, bad weather, you know, say there's not a lot of rain, um, hurricanes, all that stuff, just you know, a, a multitude of, of potential hiccups there. So sure. Well said. I've actually even heard of them having uh, uh, like two or three days of frost that they weren't expecting. And that, that changed everything, you know, and then the, the leaves that were towards the top were shot. The stuff in the middle, the stuff that was lower on the plant still held some, but, you know, two or three days of frost and it just changed everything. So, yeah, and there's some some companies that rely so heavily on those top primings for their stuff, like, you know, LFD, a lot of their Lajeros and things like that. Those top top primings from the plant are where the really strong tobacco comes from. Um, oh, yeah. 
And so if you're you're losing out on those, then if you have a stronger line that uses that tobacco a lot, then you're you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, first impressions of the champagne, it is Connecticut through and through. It is light and airy. It is aromatic. Um, it very much reminds me of uh, the one with the tree that we always love and talk about. And now Charter I can't Oak. remember. Charter Oak, yes. Very Charter Oakish. A um, little more heft to it. but And I'm not a Connecticut guy in the least bit, but this is this is... It's really nice. Yeah, those charter oaks, man. That's a that's a that's tough a start. To beat. God, those so those Connecticut's are so winner. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of tobacco farms and cigars and regions and stuff, Phil had the great idea of let's go on INAT and see what pops up for some of these these cigar like big cigar tobacco regions. Yeah, and see what see what people are seeing so i have a list of some of the main main regions um i love how i get an email saying i'm live it's like well no shit oh yeah right at like the four minute mark is when the live thing turned on on my screen so yeah i've got like 13 places here that are considered major areas of of cigar tobacco growth so Good a job, lot of them man. are new world. A lot of them are uh, Latin countries. There's a couple though that aren't. So do we have any updates we want to get into before we sort of jump into that? Uh, I got to run inside for two seconds. So you start your updates. I'll be right back. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Um, I don't really have any updates. Uh, the female rhino rat has been MIA for a couple of days now in the cage. She's going into shed, and usually when she goes into shed, she completely just disappears. Like normally, she's out and about constantly, even you know night, day, whatever. They're perched up, hanging out. When she goes into shed cycle, like, like clockwork, she goes to her cork hide, and that's where she sits until it's time to shed. So. That's what she's doing. And then I have a, I put a, an egg box in there the other day. Um, Chris Montross was in town hanging out with Jake. So they came over the other night and we, we hung out for a little bit. Um, showed him the Jance and I and stuff. So that was cool. Uh, other than that, eggs are looking good. Everyone else is fine. I have no other updates. Perfect timing. Damn, I missed all the updates. Well, yes. I don't have, I don't really have anything to report, um, except a video that I forgot to send. I, uh, for those of you who are unaware, I've been keeping a small group of fossorial snakes, specifically stiletto snakes, and it has been very difficult to keep them in a quasi-naturalistic enclosure and get them to eat. And get them to eat stuff that we can readily feed them. Um, so I've been scenting live pinkies and it didn't work. And then I went to 
live African blue-tailed skinks of appropriate size from the same region that the stilettos were caught. And those snakes looked at me like, what do you want me to do with this thing? Like, it, it, it's alive and moving. What am I supposed to do with this, you know? So, needless to say, those got froze for future you Got use. me all excited thinking you got them to go. And then I tried uh, cooked, frozen, thawed snails from the Chinese market. And I got them to eat them. But I didn't witness it. And uh, unbeknownst to me, there was springtails and some isopods in their substrate. Um, so it's difficult to gauge if, I mean, like I assume they ate it, like it was a big chunk of snail meat. I assume they right. ate it, but, but you know, when all that's left is a, a, a withered rotten leaf with some entrails. Um, and I, I, I did, I've tried a ton of stuff. I, I've, I've tried everything. I even bought a new blender just so that I can start making lizard frappe. Um, and then this happened now, this of the of the three stilettos I have left, I'm pretty sure two of them have eaten a pinky. I've never recovered the pinky ever. But like I said, th there's there's bioactivity in there, so I don't know. But oh, it says I can't send this video to you. Why can't I send this video to you? There we go. Now it's going. All right. And then this happened. I was doing my routine. I was feeding all the venomous, and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just put this live pinky right in front of her face. She looks like she's in a good hunting posture, an ambush posture. And to be honest, I don't even know if they are ambush in the least capacity. Smitty, roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm trying to pull it up. I got Google Maps and INAT running right now. If you want me to pull it up, I will. I just don't want the thing to crash, you know. It's 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 coming. It's just taking okay. its time. Well, before this video happened, the female specimen proceeded to what I would call sniff the live pinky. And then it stabbed it underneath the jaw with one fang on the right side of the face, the right side of the snake's face. And it stuck it. And it held that fang in there for a solid three, maybe even four seconds. It then retracted that fang in such a way that I could not see the fang being retracted. And then stabbed it two or three more times so fast that I physically could not see it. And that's when I started recording this video. And this is actually three different videos that I put together simply because... It was like a seven or eight minute ordeal, but this is right after the pinky got envenomated. Is it playing? It's it's playing, but it's kind of laggy, at least on my end. So long story short, I witnessed for the first time in, oh God, almost 18 months of doing these stiletto snakes, maybe 16 months of doing these stiletto snakes. I witnessed one kill and consume. Why does it look like it's struggling? The video or the snake? The snake. Oh, because it is. It is. I mean, that pinky is a, a large meal for it. Um, and it, it got it down. And I, I got it to, and it, it was, it, I'm, I'm literally still speechless. I'm, I'm still speechless. It was one of those things where it's like you record with your phone, 
you don't move, you don't breathe, you just you just focus, and then when you're done, that's when you start doing jumping jacks and, and screaming for joy. Um, and like I said, this is like an eight minute ordeal of me just like breathing, like I'm breathing through a snorkel, like. <sighs> And then I got to see it periscope like a monitor lizard to help force that meal down. And then I got some yawns, which is crazy because the inside of their mouth is so concave. And it, 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 it's it's almost like I don't even know. It's 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 very reminiscent of like the inside of the opening of a balloon. It's very um, hmm. uh, uh, hollow. It, it's hard to describe. Um, I'll actually, I have a picture of it yawning to adjust its fangs, but I never once saw fangs other than the initial envenomation. So, I wonder, do you, have you thought about them being seasonal in terms of feeding? I did. I thought of that. I also, because in terms of like monsoon seasons and rains and all that and temperature, um, and the only saving grace that I've had with this species, to be brutally honest, is uh, thank God Nathaniel Frank told me that their metabolism is super slow. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because my screen's going fuzzy. Um, Nathaniel Frank said that that their metabolism is super slow. So I don't know if they eat a meal every month, if they eat a meal every three months, if they're eating a meal once a week or once a day. I have no idea. So I've been feeding them. I've been attempting to feed, you know, once a week for three or four weeks at a time. Then I won't even look at them for like a month or, or three weeks. And, and, and I'm, I'm taking notes on everything. I'm jotting everything down. I'm taking pictures. I have so many pictures of friggin' dirt just to see like the movement of the soil, the movement of the leaf litter, you know, how much debris they put in their water bowl, all this crap. And, and even if it gets me nowhere, I'm still happy that I'm doing it if that makes sense, but just to finally see at least one of them actually consume something was just flabbergastingly awesome, if that yeah. makes sense. I'm, I'm still so well, that's why I, I still That's why I wonder about the seasonality thing, because I don't know exactly if there's a particular species of, of like rodent and nest that they're, they're typically raiding, but I think I, I question the seasonality of, of whatever species that would be right right you know so maybe there's only like three to six months out of the year that that particular species is is breeding and reproducing on a regular basis and then those you know those stilettos are taking you know the better part of half a year off of food sure um because i mean that snake doesn't look unhealthy like it's no weight no. weight wise looks perfect it doesn't look like it has any issues so i don't maybe it is just a case of like like what I had with that male Western hog nose where it was like, he'll eat, you know, once every three or four months. And it's like, he's not losing weight. So whatever I'll offer to him sporadically, but yeah, maybe they're just a species that just doesn't require a lot, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And what's interesting is they're, they're very, I don't want to say equatorial, but their climate from where they come from is very, very similar to South Florida. Uh, it is much hotter and much drier at certain times of the year, but it, it's very, it's very um, uh, comparable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I'm pretty and sure it sucks that there's not really a ton of natural history in terms of like, there's nothing. What, what species of, of rodent in particular, if there is one that they're, you know, they're partial to or, yeah, you know, 
and and the hard part is so these i i'm i'm almost positive that nathaniel was right and these are irregularis um just because of the body structure the coloration where they came from i've been saving a lot of sheds um when i finally have time to just sit down with a magnifying glass and do an actual scale count i will um and i have the scale counts for every single species so uh, we can figure this out but with the exception of Nathaniel using Irregularis for pharmaceutical research, the only other stilettos that are really studied is Bibroni mm -hmm. in sub-Saharan Africa, simply because of uh, interactions with humans and the frequency of bites. And then the Microlepidotic clade, because those are the super toxic lethal ones, and they want to, you know, again, help humans and animals coexist. Um but right. no one, no one There's is a, more taking... of a demand to have that information. Right, exactly, and and there is barely any, if not no, natural history because they're so elusive, and the guys and gals that are keeping them in captivity, uh, Nathaniel said it perfectly. They can't use substrate because the face of the animal has to be maintained clean, and they're checking for pathogens, and they're checking for viruses, and they're checking for. Uh, overall health of the animal and the face has to be clean so that when they milk it, there's no contamination onto the receiving vessel. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, I got a tub full of dirt, you know, so I'm trying to emulate and, and dude, I'm even misting like in a, in what I would consider a rain cycle and I'm not doing it every day. Cause it does rain in South Florida every day. I'm not doing it every day, but at least to get them into some kind of rhythm, right. You know, if yeah. there even is a rhythm to get them in, I don't know. I so, just, I, I'm the more, you know, you talk about it and stuff and sort of the, the long timeline of, of events and stuff since you've gotten them just makes me start to think that they're just a, they're a long game group, man. Like, a thousand percent. Nothing's yeah. going to happen quickly with them. Like it's going to be baby steps that are, you know, miles apart, but yeah, if they're still sort of rocking and rolling and healthy, it is what it is. Yeah. Take that keep stay on that slow boat, you know. Yeah, that's 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 the mission. That's the goal. And and again, I I've lost several, um, but I've I've got three left. And it, it was kind of it's kind of deceiving when I say that because I got one and then I got two more, and then I got three more, but then the first one passed, then the second one passed, and I don't know if that is a if they passed because of stress or if they passed because of lack of food, because they weren't eating, but I've got one that I've not witnessed it eat in over six months, but it's still fat and perfect. Um, and everyone says, well, did you weigh it? Are you weighing them? Do you have a gram scale? Yes, I have a gram scale. But what I difference is it. that going to make? Like what, what does knowing the weight with a species that there is no natural history of like what, well, what's and that going to accomplish? What are you going to learn from that? The reason why they're asking is because if you notice a, a consistent decline in weight, obviously it's, it's not There's a problem. Well. Right. Right. But at the same time, I would almost rather leave them alone and not contribute that stress. Then can yeah, then care them to death. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. and that's why I haven't weighed a single one ever. And maybe I'm a fool. I don't know. But I don't so, think so. So far, I don't, it's going good. I don't weigh my stuff unless I feel the need to. And that's you know yeah. we're talking like corns and things like that. And it's just one sure. of the, like you know I don't know if I mentioned it, but a couple weeks ago. I had someone hit me up on, on Morph Market um, about one of the 2021 Tesseras that I have for sale. And, uh, you know, they were like, oh, what's the weight? You know, it's really, sm you know, it's 
pretty small for 2021, which it is. A lot of my stuff is on the smaller side. Um, but is it on the smaller side, or are we so used to seeing young snakes that are fed into oblivion and overweight that it's yeah. actually fine? And that snake is completely healthy. Like It's not sure. underweight. It's small. It's not thin. It's not dehydrated. Like It's a completely healthy animal. I just don't feed the shit out of it constantly or any of my other yeah. stuff for that matter like could i feed them more frequently probably yeah do i feel compelled to i don't um and so it's that's like what difference does weight matter especially with with colubrids like right. corns in particular it's it's like ball pythons i guess but i just don't like what are we looking to achieve here and i, don't, and, and I, don't, I feel I don't like and I and I'm not I'm not discrediting them or saying that that's a bad idea. If if I could weigh them every day, I would just for the data alone. You know what I mean? It can only be it can only be good data. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as bad data. Data is awesome regardless of the outcome, right? But to me, the 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 cons outweigh the pros of weighing them. Um, and and that, another thing too is I have not really cleaned the tub so if there's like if i see feces on a piece of leaf litter and it's on the surface of the soil i'll take hemostats i'll take that feces out i'll take that leaf out no you know, i'll take that clump of sphagnum out but like if they're pooping in the undergrowth or they're like i, I even I, I put grass seed in there and like let some grass sprouts grow and stuff if they're under if they're pooping underneath guess what it's staying dirty it is what I, it is I, yeah. just need, I need that smell to stay the same you know mm -hmm. now if i open the tub and it smells like a sewer then obviously i'm going to act appropriately but so far, it, it's it's keeping homeostasis at least from what I can tell. So, so um, that's that's the most frustrating part about this whole like what you're talking about is you have people that haven't kept anything right that requires any amount of nuance or attention to detail or like top down analysis of what might be happening where and when. But because you're not doing it, you're not weighing it because yeah. you're not feeding it because you're not keeping it super clean because you're not doing this. Right. You don't right. know what you're talking about. Right. And I also I've, I've come to terms with the fact that there might there is a high probability that I'll walk in that room and they'll all be dead. And I as morbid as it sounds. I'm, I'm not OK with it. It's sad and it's not good. But if that did happen. It's not for a lack of trying, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, and, I mean, it's, it's, I, and it's hoping not for the best me. and expecting the worst, right? Exactly, being pragmatic, being pragmatic. Um, yeah. but again, if I can get them on pinkies, that'd be great. And and honestly, my goal is not to just get them on rodents, my goal is just to get something in them. And then mm -hmm. once I have a little bit of weight, even if I get them fat, let me I can taper them off, you know what I mean, and then switch to something else. So I'm not going to return that blender just yet. <laughs> right. so did you Did you get the yawning pictures or no? I did, but I closed Facebook. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. It's a snake yawning. It's super cute. We've all seen it. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, that's why the whole you know social media bullshit about people pointing out what people are doing wrong in, in certain species that are completely irrelevant to other species just makes me roll my eyes so much because it's like some stuff just is not you're comparing apples to baseballs at this point yeah. it's like 
<laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you were not kidding about like that. Like the, the depth. Yeah, it's it's almost like weird. It's almost like there like there's no skull. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very peculiar. So and the, and the, it's hard to see in the photo. Um I can send the photo to if anybody wants to see it. And uh my beautiful fiance has just joined the group chat. Hello, lovely. Um that actually that pink line on the inside, that's actually the, the end of the pinky's tail. So mm. but that's strange. Yeah. Exciting. I wonder stuff. if they have to have more clearance for whatever reason to be able to get that side action. What do you mean? Like in terms of like opening the, the mouth? The depth of, of that. Like maybe, well, actually, no, now that I think about it, maybe if it's deeper and they're in a burrow where they don't have a whole lot of space to really like open up and move, having that more space efficient. Yeah. Cavity, yeah. I, and I also noticed that it's not a um their mouth yeah right (laughs) thanks guy um the mouth opening is not a i mean obviously it is an oval right it's 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 a mouth it's got a it's got mandibles right but it's very circular Mm -hmm. it has a a definitive circumference to it very tubular very tubular and and i and i feel like like rubber bows i feel like it would almost as much as we think of lizards as being streamlined, it would not shock me if this is more of a mammal eater or even a a um, a snake eater or a worm eater or something because they're in underground tubes and burrows, just having that wider circumference. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Shadow knows. There's no end to the possibilities. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got that uh, that Natal black snake, and I I just put a pinky in there, and then it disappears, and the thing lives under dirt. I haven't seen it in two months, <laughs> so it's doing fine. No worries. <laughs> like keeping Haplopelma all over again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, freaking Haplopelma, God. Oh, look, it's out, it's out. Everyone take a picture and then run away. <laughs> don't grab don't your pictures it. and bolt. Yeah, yeah get... grab your pictures and run, right? Uh, and for those of you who are unaware, Google haplopelma. They're not haplopelma anymore. I don't even think oh, that is that not? even a genus anymore. I don't know. I think they completely sad. everything's like Syriopagopus now or something. Oh god. The worst the worst know. scientific names ever. No. <sighs> well, well, you want to get into this uh this INAT deliciousness? Yeah. So we're going to start out in sort of what is now considered the cigar capital of, well, cigar capital of the, of the American side of the cigar industry, which is Esteli, Nicaragua, which... See if I can point it out on a map here. My little pin drop disappeared. By the way, I love how you have us on the bottom. That's fantastic. You like that? I I do. We'll we'll do it a little different this time. Yeah, I'm loving it. So that's where Esteli is in comparison of everything else. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Esteli is actually the capital of Nicaragua. Really? Uh, and so then, yeah, there's another one. Uh, so right up is Condega. That's another region where there's a lot of tobacco grown. And then 
Oh, this is really testing my eyes, and I'm getting old. I, my eyes are getting older, and these screens are getting smaller. There's Condega, and then... Oh, Jesus, it's only getting worse. <laughs> it's there. You can see it. No, there's another region in the vicinity that's another big big one for, for tobacco, but... I can't remember what it is at the moment. So, Esteli is where a lot of that stuff is is going on, um, cigar wise. A lot of, a lot of farms there. Um, and so when I look up amphibia and reptilia of Esteli, um, got a handful of anola species that don't have actual like, they're they know they're they're in the genus, but they don't know what the species is. I guess. Ryan Cox has a great idea. We go, we tour a cigar plantation, and then we find Spilotes. Enolas are cool, man. All the all the really neat stuff in that genus is Dude, everywhere the whole, outside of the, the whole, US. The whole genus is underrated, man. Even the invasives that are here, man, like the whole they're they're all underrated. Let me see here. So something that stood out to me when I was kind of flipping through this earlier, I didn't even look at amphibians, but I thought this was really cool. This dwarf boa. This is a that's a group awesome. you don't really see hardly ever. I think there's been a couple people that have kept them in captivity. Um, wow, it's, it's not a it's, lot. Like it's very Amazonish. It's look the bromeliad boas, so they're they're yeah. tiny. That's incredible. They're really cool. I don't know if people just haven't had good success with them or what, but. And what's the genus of them? It used to be something else. It's now saying in Galliophis. Okay. I thought they were, they were something else. That, that must be recent because I don't remember them being in that genus. They were something, something completely different, but I'm yeah. throwing a blank on it right now. Um, if there's anything Super that stands cool. out to you, just stop me. Emerald Swifts. There was a bunch of these sightings. I thought these were really cool. I think I've seen these in the hobby. Oh, yeah, for sure. But little green, like, fence lizards, basically. Hey, it looks like we have Trey from Cold-Blooded Caffeine in the group chat. Hey. Should we send him an invite to help uh, get an idea of where to look? If he would like to. If he is available. Yeah. And I can't see the chat, so if there's anything going on, I'm on another tab. couple of these leptodira i believe is how you pronounce that they remind cool. me of the night like the night snakes yeah but it kind of looks like a fox snake patterning yeah yeah i like that oh i thought this is cool central american milk nice 
That'd be a pretty sweet find. For sure. For sure. So much darkness to it. Darkness. Very, very dark saddle, saddling dorsal coloration. Got some turtles here. They have these giant toads, too, which are not the same as the Marines. I wish I had some sort of reference for exactly how giant we're talking about, but... It's a, that's looking big. It's, it's good. Love the head structure on that. Is that still Bufo? Uh, no. Oh. Ranella. Oh, that's right. They just changed Ranella. They went back to Ranella. Oh, did they? Yeah. Pretty sure Ranella was the first or the second description. And yeah, Sean is. says that that milk snake is very Andean looking. It, it really That's, is. Yeah, I thought that too. So this is something called a road garter. Canophis lineatus. Is that a legless lizard? No, it's a snake. Oh, wow. Look at that head. Yeah. Wow. It's like a, a beak snake head with a synophysis body. Yeah, with like some Texas patch nose thrown in. Yeah, with some Texas patch nose. Strange. For sure. I don't have any more pictures of it. I wonder why they call them road garters. Not garter like garter snakes, but it's spelled G-U-A-R-D-E-R -E for like those it, listening. It guards the road. Yeah. There's all kinds of... They probably have more weird, tiny, fossorial, colubrid stuff than than we do by a long shot. Yeah. It would be cool stuff. if we knew the exact, like, farm. You know what I mean? And then see if there's any observations from the farm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we might find out. Hang on, kids. Let's see if Mr. Hall loads... I don't know why his there he is. Leptodrimus. There he is. What's up, Mr. Trey? How's it going, guys? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so since we're in Nicaragua and uh, several of your delectable coffees come from Nicaragua, is there a farm that you know of that you could maybe point us in the right direction or a region that we should be looking at just so we can kind of get an idea of some of the stuff that is being observed on iNaturalist for both coffee and tobacco? Yeah, so the reason the region that we currently source from is uh, Genotega, which is literally right next to um, where you guys are looking now. So it's probably a similar area. Um, nice. But I mean, yeah, all, so it, it's really cool that you, you're talking about this because all of the animals that you're seeing is what we talked about on our episode where we're we're having some increased biodiversity within those coffee plantations so um all of these species that you're seeing now cross over and and are are uh, seen in coffee plantations as well as cigar plantations awesome a this is a, called a blood snake yeah that's super cool it's Stenarina very Fremenville. It, it's very oligodon i like it I gotta, I gotta see more. I feel like that picture doesn't do him justice. No, not at all. 
It's probably going to be like two sightings because they're like, we don't know what these are. Oh, wow. That's a very different looking animal. Maybe that's why they call them blood snakes because it's freaking red. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe maybe because it draws blood like a like an oligodon. Maybe. No. That one that we were just looking at must have been an older animal because... Yeah. This one has, you know, these have a lot more. Uh, oh, look at that. Color to them. Slate gray. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. I have a feeling I'm going to be going back and, and looking into these species on the Google machine. And I wish, is there a way to get I'm completely elevation? Unfamiliar with some of these. Yeah, no, right? Is there um, any elevation on, on a naturalist? Because I thought they. It There's a added. lot of convergent evolution going on with a lot of the animals we're seeing with some of like the um, Himalayan species and North Malay Peninsula. Uh, let's see. It gives you the Latin longitude, but it does not look like it gives you elevation. And for those of you guys just chiming in, if you're late to the show, we are looking at some of the fine tobacco regions of the world and we hopped onto iNaturalist and for those of you who don't know what iNaturalist is it is basically an observations website for both hobbyists and uh, academics and professionals alike where you see an animal or plant or fungi in the wild you can take a picture and help get it you know uh, observed and show where it's from what time of day if you don't know what it is people can chime it in is and help science. you citizen science shirt right um, everything from bird watching to micro geckos in coffee plantations. So right now uh, we're looking I at still the Nicaragua region. Yeah. Yellowheads, dude. They're so cool. S super cool. That's a bad photo, and it still looks cool. Like, oh, look, look at, at that, that dude. one. Turquoise. Everyone that I've that has messaged me after I've talked about them that has kept them is like, they're really not that exciting. You're never going to see them. And I'm like, I don't care. I keep Jansen. I man, I ain't going to see it anyways. Yeah. I know a uh, underground retail store oh, yeah. had a bioactive display with like 10 of them in there for the longest time. With no, like nobody bought them. No, they were just on display. Oh, I got you. I, yeah. I, I kept them for a while. <laughs> they're really cool. Little geckos. Yeah. Nice. A lot of these rhombic cat snakes or cat-eyed snakes. Yeah. Neotropical. Oh, here's a mastocophus. Oh, really? Let's see that. Yeah, and for those watching, you, you don't need to make an account to use iNaturalist. You can log on as just a guest and peruse the planet if you like however there is way more options if you do make an account it's completely free all you need to have is an email uh, and then at the same time there is a wonderful phone app and i actually use the phone app a lot however the phone app is very limited as to its ability so if you go into an actual desktop it is leaps and bounds more stuff that you can do in terms of looking at maps and cataloging and communicating and there's a whole social media aspect of it so definitely check out iNaturalist this poor guy's seen better days he's kind of beat up 
He's got that Mastakofis nape. Oh yeah, no for sure. Yeah, for sure. That is a uh, that is a coach whip. Now you want to try and find the um, the coffee region that Trey was talking about. Because are yeah. you just in? You're in Esteli proper. Yeah, I think it's like okay. sort of Esteli, and then the the surrounding areas. This was Central American Coral. Oh, look at that! Another blood snake. I didn't under I didn't know there was a South American snapping turtle. I thought that was interesting. Nice. Looks just like ours, but. <laughs> Helmeted iguana, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Haven't seen any dart frogs yet. Striped lizard eater, what is that? Mastigodryas. Let me see. It does not ring a bell. Dagon Hearts, Scorpion Eater. Oh, wow. Look at that. Looks like a rhombic. I was just about to say, it looks like uh, a Yeah. Very cool. Huh. Someone's like, yep, that's a colubrid, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah, what was the uh, what was that region trace set again? I'm sorry, I'm it, horrible. Ninotega, it's J I N O T E G A. Oh, there you go. A lot of emerald swifts, good lord. Hey, red-eyed tree frog. That's cool. Very cool. You know what these things, these helmeted iguanas remind me of? The damn aliens from Independence Day. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They really do. Like, (laughs) I can see that popping out of a spaceship and Will Smith punching the shit out of it. (laughs) Look, he's planking. Uh, He's definitely planking. He's not having a good day. Looks pissed. These people got me taking this stupid picture. <laughs> Those are pretty neat. Um, more red eyes. I was That's gonna, cool. I was gonna put in like arachnids and stuff too, but I don't think you can just do this. Yeah, give us like a million results. So, right, right. Like that. And it, it is good to see this many amphibians and this many good looking, like healthy looking amphibians too. Glass frog. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they had Imantides there either. Yeah, those are awesome. Blunt headed snakes. Yeah. Little little uh Bushmaster cocktail straws. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, what is that? Click that. You know you want to. 
Someone had some of these for sale not that long ago, I thought. Yeah, they've been bringing them in a little bit here and there. Oh, yeah. Look Forest at that. Flame Snake. Oxyropus. Epitolarius. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm actually surprised we haven't seen any coffee snakes yet. Yeah, that's kind of what I, th I thought this was for a oh, second. Look at that animal. Obviously, it's, like a it's on the ring. Oh, very much. And obviously, it's in some kind of white bucket or container of some kind to contrast, but still incredible specimen. Pig nosed and all those are neat. Mm -hmm. Ooh, black tailed indigo, black tailed crybo. Oh, nice. Crebo? Crybo? I'll allow it. Always said Crebo, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Crebo. No, it's not. It's Central America or black tailed indigo snake. <laughs> Try Marcon. Wow. Oh, but they're, Jesus. Look at oh, thing. Stunning. You white knuckle in it like Keller does. <laughs> oh. well, I, with all due respect to this guy, <laughs> it probably was trying to bite the hell out of him. <laughs> so yeah, That would those, be a cool find, man. I bet you. Oh. So once in a lifetime. There ain't, no, ain't, ain't no pests on that farm. Slender snail sucker. Barred forest raider, racer. What'd you call me? Slender snail sucker. Eyelash. Now we're talking. Little pep in your step. I was trying to convince Katie to let me get some eyelashes when we were at the zoo. Look oh, look that. at that. Wow, look at that. All that purple in the dorsal. Oh, it's great looking. I, I was watching a, a documentary because that's what I do about coffee, you know. Yeah, you got <laughs> so, all your stuff, man. <laughs> and uh, they said that this is one of the biggest risks because uh, they'll find eyelash vipers in coffee plantations and tea plantations. And they said, "Oh, like, I believe it." Like that's the huge risk for these guys. I mean, like their their venom isn't isn't like deadly for the the pickers, but they're at face level, right? So, oh it's, yeah, it's almost worse for the pickers getting hit with an eyelash viper as opposed to, you know, some of the ground dwelling uh, snakes. Yeah. Because it's oh, man, always man, in their, I... in their face region. I'd rather rough. take a hit from a Bothyracus than one of these things. Oh, wow. Look at that. Tercio pelo. It says, if I get out of here, I'll kill you. Look at that copper dude. Oh yeah. So velvety. Oh. So velvety. Still got a green tail. Look at that. Yeah, you know, and that's another species where the adults are so large and impressive, and the babies are so tiny. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're like souped up copperheads, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cybon, that's cool. A nebulatus. 
Yeah, and see, that's another species that, or that's another genus, I should say, that I feel like it would do good in the pet trade if the people got them to take, you know, cooked snails from the Chinese market or escargot, whatever you want to call it, or even like the Zoomed can of snails. You know, I feel like that. Could you not? Species. I think. Could you not? Are the snails they sell at PetSmart and stuff fresh water? They don't do saltwater at PetSmart, so they got yeah, no, no, they, yeah. no. They they do. There are, there are saltwater snails and there are packaged saltwater snails, but in my experience, it's not so much is it freshwater or saltwater as it is how much sodium did they pack into the the food itself to keep it on the shelf. Well, but I think the well, I'm thinking live, saying live, yeah, like out the oh tank oh okay out the tank. Oh well, then yeah. And then I guess the, someone decided to post the same damn frog 30 times. That's a Google glitch. Huh. Very cool. Very cool. Well, what do you say? You want to go to our next our next stop on this tobacco tour? So let me see. I looked up San Andreas Maduro's, which is where my favorite smoke comes from, which is the Romacraft Neanderthal. Um, the San Andreas region that grows tobacco is near Veracruz. Ooh. Let's see. What's uh, this Moderno? Let's see what we got. No results found. Okay. Bear Cruz is probably going to have a lot. Yep, 610. Yeah, but you got birds and everything else in there. No, this is just, just frogs and uh, amphibians and reptiles. Oh, okay. That's a picture. There's a slider in the the background of that picture. Oh, okay. A lot of iguanas. Oh yeah, naturally. Both green and spiny tails. Looks like. Ooh. Oh, look at that! Look at that. Micrurus disterna? Is that what it said? Um, diastema. Diastema. Very cool. That's freaking gorgeous. Yeah, for those listening, this is a Central American coral snake, but the red sections of the coral snake drastically outweigh the black and the yellow. Very cool looking animal. Because corals are the bomb. My career is for life. Uh, Asian house gecko. No one can escape the hemidactylus. <laughs> <laughs> Diamondback water snake. What? What? It says research grade too. So. Really. That's a dude. That's a diamondback water. There's other yeah. stories of them too. 
I wonder if those are like introduced or something. Maybe. Maybe they just honestly work their way south around. That's, you know, yeah, that's possible yeah. Too. yeah. No, because this is Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it, looking it, at the map. Yeah. They, <laughs> geez, it's like the Doppler radar. Good God. <laughs> Look at it. They Look how far north they go. Completely wormed their way down. Oh, yeah. All the way up to uh, Illinois and Iowa. Just under Iowa. Wow. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it was just like Gulf Coast, you know, Eastern Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana. I, I didn't realize it went that far north. Man, look at that cyclora. Look at that. Oh, let's see. Tabasco mud turtle. That's a thing. Interesting. I wonder what it tastes like. Probably named it that after their personalities. <laughs> Another road garter. And for those listening in your car ride or your commute, we apologize for the, the dead air. It's it's much better if you watch this on, on the YouTubes. If you tuned in Mondays at 9 EST. Oh, is this a Drymobius? It is. Oh, nice. It I think it's dead. No, don't say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that thing. Look at that thing. Just turquoise, man. Oh, gives a blue garter a run for its money. That's a species that just makes me wonder how, like, you would think with color and pattern like that, they would not survive well, but clearly it's not an issue. Lampropeltis polyzona. It's a western nice. milk. Nice. West Mexican milk snake. Yeah. Central American boa, that's cool. Take a look at this warlock. Oh, it's a little tiny thing. Oh, yeah, that's fresh. Yeah, it's real fresh. For those of you listening, it's in a gloved hand. So it's a very small specimen. So if we look at where we are on a map, I'll zoom out here. Veracruz is sort of southward near Guatemala. Oh, did we lose Trey for a second? Yeah, he's back. Oh. I'm trying to add him. Did you add him? I added him. Oh. He's back. Uh, Morlet. That's cool. That's cool. Another Central American boa. Didn't make it. Yeah, that one's a road pizza. What's that milk snake? What is that? Central American milk. A bronia. 
Abnorma. Lampropeltis Abnorma. That's very coral-ish. Like that right? one's been dispatched as well. Yeah, that one was... Uh, yeah, it's its head's not supposed to move that way. Yeah. And I could see how that was... I mean, obviously we can't make assumptions, but I could see that being a, a mistake of mimicry. You know, a, a farm oh, yeah, yeah. somebody oh, sure. hacking it because they thought it was coral. Another Drymobius. Hey... Did you Jumper. see that Atropose? Yeah. Well, it's not Atropose anymore. It's the stupid M name. Oh, look at that racer. Oh, gorgeous. It's Absolutely like freaking gorgeous. purple. Like, it looks like the stained a, glass in the church. Dude. It, dude, it's a kaleidoscope, man. That's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. I don't... Just because... I'm calling them atropos just yeah, on you, principle. You, you do. This is ridiculous. Metlapilocotlus. Yep. Atropos. We're just going to call you Gregory because that name is a fucking nightmare, buddy. It's a really cool. dark one, too. Very dark. Yours never popped, did it? No, I went, I went up selling it. If you're not going to give me babies, get out. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, man. It, I'm not a big South American species guy. I'm not. And it was gifted to me from a buddy. And he's like, hey, man, I think she's gravid. And then it just never got skinny, ever. <laughs> and it didn't do anything. It sat there like a bump on a log. And I was like, you know what? This snake is not for me. Let me, let me sell it to somebody who actually wants it. So it's still cool to have. Well, if anybody likes iguanas and anoles, uh, Veracruz is the place to go. Yeah, That's right. Place, yeah. Well, what do you think, Smith? Are you ready to West maybe go to, go to the other side of the planet? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, we'll hop on over to uh, Cameroon. Nice. Talk dirty to me. Well, guys, I might have to leave you here. Um, I kind of commandeered our bedroom, and my wife wants to go to bed. So, <laughs> no <you know>. worries, man. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for your insight. And uh, for everyone listening and watching, go to Cold Blooded Caffeine, buy some beans. It's delicious. You'll thank us later. Appreciate it, guys. I'll have see you. Good night, man. Bye bye. Thank you. Oh, look at that fin. I don't think there's even a, like, it needs an ID still. Really? Yeah. Wow, look at that. That's wild. Is that, they're referencing new species or hybrid maybe? Uh, no, I think it just hasn't, it literally just got posted a couple days ago. Oh, uh, okay. Crested chameleon. Oh, okay. Cool. Maybe. So, yeah, now we are in the heart of Africa, in the country of Cameroon, where some of the most delicious tobacco in the world is grown. Yeah, there's two major uh, African tobacco producing countries, and that would be Mozambique and Cameroon. Um, 
Cameroon has always had a long history of great tobacco. However, Mozambique, hey, Knicks is in the house. Um, however, Mozambique is up and coming, and there's several different uh, manufacturers and plantations in uh, Mozambique that are trying to take some of the best seeds in Africa, as well as some seeds from across the world, and kind of make uh, their own, I don't want to say a line of plants, but from what I gather, I have not had the opportunity to smoke any of the Mozambique stuff, but it's supposed to be top of the line. African brown water snake. I don't even know how they can identify that thing. Look at it. Yeah, it's all mangled. A lot of crested chameleons. Yep. A lot of goliath frogs. That's cool. Nile hey, monitor. Hey, Nile monitor. This just says tree snakes. Nocturnal tree snake. What a name. That could mean that could mean a lot in Africa. <laughs> yeah, right. No, weird. Dude, it's very uh cyania looking. I was gonna say it's like the dude the, very cyania. The target version of cyania. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wish cyania. <laughs> I'm assuming this is the same animal because the picture looks the same in terms of the composition. Yeah, very similar. You know what? Like, what's the the main language of Cameroon? Do you know? I don't. I don't. Because I know, uh, like, French is is the main one in some. Like the north, well, uh, like western parts, right? Yeah. So if you, Ivory Coast stuff. Yeah. If you if you break down and someone who's listening who's more well versed than I am, feel free to correct me. But if you look at colonial Africa and you take Western languages specifically, because obviously Africa has copious amounts of their own languages. Um, if you take Western languages or European languages, when you go to the West and Western Sahara you're mostly doing French. And then when you go down South past the equator and you go into Angola and the DRC and that neck of the woods, you're getting into uh, Belgium uh, and Portugal. So then you go into the South of Africa. Now you're into English. And then if you go into uh, East Africa, you previously had uh, German and English and because of the heavy Islamic influence, a lot of it's Arabic now. So, huh. so this is interesting because if, if you saw this and you didn't know this was Africa, you would 1000% think that this was a species of Boiga. Yeah. And I think that right off the bat, because of this heavy scalation right along the back, like Boiga also have, especially Cyania, they have like this row of scales that run completely that are larger than the other scales on the body, which these have. So this makes me wonder if these were at one point in like Toxicodryas or something. Yeah. I was literally going to say, is this, is this a a branch of Toxicodryas? Underwood's nocturnal tree snake. 
Huh. This is where like a good phylogenic tree would would come in handy. Oh yeah. God, you weren't kidding. Freaking Goliath frogs everywhere. Yeah, man. The rainbow agama. That does not look like a rainbow. Why not? Yeah, I guess it's dirty. But I'm sure if it shed, it'd be attractive. It's also missing like a third of its tail. Yeah, it's true. For those of you listening, it's it's a agama agama. So you're you're a normal redheaded agama. Thousand observations. I was just gonna say that there's a lot of pages, man. Cameroon's popping. Well, let's make our life a little down? bit easier. And yeah, we're getting rid just of doing the, snakes? Uh, the amphibians. Oh, okay. Just doing reptiles because okay. apparently Goliath frogs are, if anyone's interested or wants to know, Goliath frogs are plenty yeah. in Cameroon. Fire skink. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Not, nowhere near as cool as the Canixus, though. Some sea turtles. Oh, Toxicodryas right here. There you go. Look at Adamantius. that. Adamantius. I am not familiar with that species. Yeah, that's one of those ones that's not around. Oh, cool, man. Very cool. It looks I love like how Paul. The, the eyes blend with the, with the same coloration as the head. That's awesome. And he is not happy. <laughs> uh, someone thought it was a, a Paul. Yeah. That's a cool shot. That's a great shot. Oh, yeah. Look at that tongue. Oh, awesome. Hey, what is that? Is it coming or is it going? I can't tell. No, dude. I think it's is that pied calico. No, that's that's they always have that white. Really? Yeah. Well, not maybe not that much, but I've never seen one with that on it. Yeah. That's a decent size one. Yeah, it's a good looking animal. Those little goofy eyes. Something about oh, look at this guy. Oh, I just saw a squam. You did just see a squam. Oh, dude, that chameleon is not happy. Yeah, he's <laughs> pissed. <laughs> he's pissed as hell. <laughs> I love how they go like death metal Norwegian goth when they get pissed. Yeah, but look at the blue on that. That's on that crazy! Head. Oh my god! Absolutely stunning animal. And then, like, see, it's got that chunk taken out of its back. 
I don't, I'm I'm not well versed in chameleons. Is that you think that's supposed to I be there? I think that's supposed to be like that. I don't okay. think that was an injury. That looks too clean to be healed up immaculately. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see this. Got to catch a glimpse of this one. Oh, heavy breathing. Atheris in the house. I actually put together. I have to send you a picture. I have Ooh, another Atheris. I have another Atheris shirt design that i've made i just need opinions all right send it over baby look at that animal more i love how every other picture of these crested chameleons they're like passed out on a branch completely <laughs> yeah Ooh, jameson's oh nice dude that freaking Viridus that the Riverbank Zoo had was a freaking beast. Oh, really? That was a big, big Western dude. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's look at that's that. Jamisoni Jamisoni. Look at how yellow. And look at the, the tail's got no black. It's all braided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a, a, a arguably a subspecies of the Jameson's Mamba. Uh, there's two non-official anymore they used to be official subspecies which is jimisoni jimisoni and jimisoni kimosai and the kimosai is more north and west of where we are on this map uh, and their tail is completely jet black wow look at that snake what is that weiler's tree snake That's so this cool. is in the same genus as that that one we were that green nocturnal one we were just looking at dipsadoboa yeah, look at that. Look at the the eye. Like it almost you can almost see the cap protruding. Very cool. For those listening, it, it looks like it has the same coloration as an Australian water python, but in a Ooh. boiga body. Yeah, that's strange. And look, it's got an iridescence to it. Very cool. Hmm. We need to go to Uganda, man. You just go to Africa, man. Oh, here you go. There we Larris. go. Look at that. Let's see that thing. You can do it, computer. Come on. It's thinking hard. Streamyard's probably like, what are you doing to me? Tonight? I'm starting. To, yeah, I have Spotify going too. I'm starting to think Spotify is like, oh, for sure. Computer really struggle. Yeah, look how long that is, man. And see, that's what makes me wonder. Like, is it irregularis because it is so variable? Because the head structure is reminiscent of what I have, but look at the length of that animal. Yeah, that's. I don't long... think I don't think mine are that long. Obviously, it's lost its tail. That's very. How the hell very... can you tell? Because there's no tail. It's a nub. I thought they were supposed to look like that. Oh. Well, I'm happy we got at least one stiletto. That's Echis. Romani. Oh, really, Romani. 
I feel like that's way farther than it's supposed to be. What's that like the northwestern portion of Cameroon? Let's see. The picture's horrible. So yeah, yeah, really yeah. Right on the right on the border of Nigeria, it looks like. Yep, yep. Called that. Yeah, I was gonna say. It, uh, I would never think that it would be that far south and east. And there's only one photo. Yeah. Damn. Good lord, there's a lot of crested chameleons. Oh man, look at the color in the fire skink. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't think I've ever seen a fire. Oh, skink there's flies. Turquoise. It's flies. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another growing python. Yep. Nice. And I'm sure people listening are probably finding this episode rather boring. Our sincerest apologies. This is this is meant to be more interactive and. I mean, we're having fun with it. I'm sure the, the viewers are having fun with it. Um, get on a naturalist. Check it out. You know, it's fun. Whether you make an account or not, do it. And uh, it really lets you see, you know, the whole point of this is to find places where our cigars come from, and the animals that live there. Whether you do cigars or you do coffee, like cold-blooded caffeine, um, or anything you do, just you can hop on a naturalist in just your own backyard. We need it's to awesome. get get with Trey and, and get I know the ball rolling know. on our on our on our on our coffee stuff. Yeah, we do for sure. Oh, the Gendra made it. Okay. So let's hop on over to Sumatra. Ooh. And continue to head east. Saltwater crocodile, bronzebacks, Asian water monitors. Want to talk a little bit about some of the tobacco from Sumatra? Yeah, you see, uh, there's a handful of, of, it's a pretty popular tobacco. Um, Not all of it is, so just like kind of like with the Cameroon as well, uh, that's where that seed sort of originated. So it may not necessarily be grown in Sumatra. Um, but that particular variety uh, can be. So like um, Ecuador is a big grower of Sumatran tobacco, as odd as that might seem. Um, ooh, there's a kukri. Nice. Um, Rocky Patel makes a Sumatra that's good. I believe the Oliva V. Milanios are an Ecuadorian Sumatra. That's a fantastic smoke. Nice. Dude, I, I hate to be that guy, but you got to go back. You got to see that, that red-headed snake. You got to look at the temple vipers. We got to see that kukri. So this snake, the, the pink-headed snake or red-headed snake, is a mimic of the Malayan coral or, or Calliophus, the, the Asian coral snakes. Oh, I thought this was... <laughs> Yeah, actually, somebody just was on a uh, herp expedition, and they got video of a Malayan blue coral eating one of these. Really? Yeah. And a lot of wagglers. Of yeah. A lot of wagglers. Why is it that you think these just don't do well? But honestly, I think it's ventilation. I really do. I feel like 
they are they stress easy, but they don't show any signs of stress. That that's my opinion. I think they stress easy. They don't show signs of stress, and people keep them in a exoterra, and it's just not enough ventilation. I feel like it needs to be almost in like an open air. I mean, you you wouldn't want to do a screen enclosure because it's venomous and it can bite right. the screen, but almost like an open air type enclosure. I feel like they do really well. If Decepticons were a freaking snake, man, it'd be drop a Delamus. Oh, for sure. For sure. All I think about is, is like Transformers. Yeah. Especially uh, uh, the Lattice Ninjas. Yeah, absolutely. Striped Kukri Snake. Oh, look at those stripes. Eyes of that. That's a nice Tessera boy. Billy Hunt, eat your heart out. Stripes galore. Oh, so I want that. So clean. So clean. I want that snake. I don't know. Wyman has made me like very cautious of, of wanting them. Does it sound see it's the opposite for me? Fun. It's the it's the opposite. He he he's getting me to want them. <laughs> I think I just like dirt snakes. I feel like that's gonna be my midlife crisis, just everything dirt snakes. Hey, purple mock with a blue oh, look face. Look at the blue face. Look at that. Purple maculatus. Oh. And I'll tell you what, man. I miss mine, but I don't at all. <laughs> if just that makes because of sense. like the attitude and stuff. No, just because it was it, tropical stuff. Just isn't for me, man. Yeah. I, I, I've learned it. I'm I'm a I'm a temperate. I'm a montane. I'm an arid guy. If it's jungle, I just it, I just don't do well with it, man. I'd be interested to see if there's anything to the variation in phenotype, like how you can get ones that are that dark, and then you can have ones that are red with these red eyes. Oh, it's a completely locality based. Yeah, I mean that's and, Singapore. And, yeah, and Henry has uh, tons of friends in all of Indonesia and the Malay Peninsula that. They've been line line breeding localities to, and then they cross the lines, cross the phenotypes, and they're making some crazy purple maculatus morphs. Mm -hmm. A lot of water monitors. Do what part of Sumatra are you on right now, or just the whole island? I just did the whole island here, just Sumatranus. Nice. Somewhere in that picture. Yep. Yep, that's a brown snake. (laughs) Snake, all right. So the first time I ever worked with Sumatranus, my mentor told me, he said, hey, uh, this is unlike any other spinning cobra you've ever worked with because they have unlimited ammo. And I said, what do you mean they have unlimited ammo? He goes, well, normally... A spinning cobra will spit a few times, take a breather, spit a few times, take a breather, while as the Sumatrana just continues to keep the same rhythm going, and they're actually producing venom while they're spitting, and it literally has, jo- jokingly, unlimited ammo, and uh, he was right. It was horrible, <laughs> so I will not I will not be keeping them personally. <laughs> I think I remember Irwin on an episode, he he came across one and it was like nonstop. And I think he said something similar, like, yeah, it just doesn't run out. Yeah. 
That uh, that Calliophus was that uh, intestinalis? It was nice. It was a shitty picture, but it's good to know they're there. Yeah. Man, look, the whole island of Sumatra, 28,500 observations of reptiles. 28,000. 28,500. That's crazy. Ooh, look at the Cynodon. Sometime today, computer. Wow, look at that. And that's on the Malay Peninsula? That's in Malaysia? Yes. Man, look how clean it is. Super clean. Yeah, every now and then I regret getting rid of my, my boyga. You know, and you see snakes like this, man. It just, it like it reminds me how much of a banded guy I am, a barred guy I am, and like there's the same way that we have Ford and Chevy, you know, or or, mm -hmm. or Bear and I and rhinos, right? It, you have people that like striped snakes, and you have people that like banded snakes. I'm a banded guy through and through. Clouded monitor. Clouded monitors. That's cool. Retics. Good lord. It's okay. Hmm. Another wag. Yeah. Hague and I. That's cool. Nice. Click that. Some of the nastiest trimarestorous bites I've seen were from Hague and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gnarly little I've, snakes. I feel like people just underestimate them. You know, they're they're twice as long and twice as fierce as almost all the trimarestorous. And people just think that they're going to sit on a branch like an abelabras, and they do not. Yeah, yeah. They got way more pep in their step. And I'm pretty sure there's a paper either coming out or, or may have already come out that is breaking up Hagen I into subspecies. Of course it is. Yeah. <clears throat> look, look, as long as they keep Hagen I and it becomes subspecies, I'm okay with that. Taxonomy's fake. You shut your whore mouth. Take a look at this perp and then we'll move on. Nice. Old boy's chilling on a log. Oh, good for him. Dude, you've said it before. Cotton mouths of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just just yep. living in a dirty swamp with a natty ice can. Uh, purple maculatus. I love it. All right. Where to next on our globe trot? We'll stick with the uh, the Sumatran wrapper, but we'll go to Ecuador and oh, nice. the 
Ecuadorian Sumatra stuff, what I found, uh, Quevedo is the... region that that is looks like it's primarily grown in so Let's see right off the rip we got some warm lizards cool another Dagenhart scorpion eating snake oxybellus but not the typical one Nate is stirring the taxonomic pot. I know. I'm glad he's here, but I'm ignoring him. <laughs> huh. That's good looking. Yeah. It's definitely an Oxabellus. What's South American milk snake. Kind of looks like a Transpecos copper. Again, I think this one's been dispatched. Yeah, it's been dispatched, sadly. Well, so they, you were, they get an imperator down there. Oh, nice. Now you were saying so. This is they're using Sumatran seed in Ecuador. Yes. And are they using it specifically for a filler or a binder or just you know adding to what they have existing already as a hybrid? Uh, mostly wrapper. Mostly wrapper. Okay. Ecuadorian Sumatra is really popular. Um, Ecuador as a whole is really good for growing. Ooh, what is the shieldhead gecko? What is that? Because uh, Ecuador is a lot like Connecticut in the fact that they have a lot of cloud cover year round. Um, so those sort of lighter, thinner tobaccos are are do really well there because of the cloud cover. Look at that. That's cool. It's very cool. Same genus as the yellow-headeds. Gonatodes. <laughs> I love you too, Nate. <laughs> oh, some Sippo snakes. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Another one of these scorpion-eating... Like a giant prairie rat, uh, prairie king, yeah, like mole, they, mole king, yeah, mole king, yeah, very velvety looking. Hmm, and it's a very dipsatted head, yeah. What is that, stenor, stenorina? St How do you say Stener that? Stenorina, stenorina, let's see. Yeah, Stenorina. Yeah. Dagon Hardid. Dagon Hardi. 
Those are weird. Yeah. Yeah, not a ton for that region in terms of sightings. Um, next. So Peru is another big one. And this one I'm familiar with because it's Terrapoto, which is there's a, a Rana Tomea locality. Um, that is a Terrapoto variety. Cool. Rana Tomea being thumbnail dark frogs. Yes. Yes. Another blunt head snake. That's cool. Oh, got some Corallus here. Oh. Peru's Peru's pretty high on my list of places to go to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Dom didn't. Dominique definitely helped us with that. I'm sure. I want to say she was either in Terrapoda or she was in uh, Aikidos. Me and Jake were talking on Thursday how cool it would be to see some Amazons in the wild. That would be cool. That'd be very cool. Oh, another the the other Philodryas. Ulfersai. Lichtensteins. So this Green is the racer. like the one the one species of Philodryas that has been recorded to have caused a death. Oh really? But uh they think that it wasn't necessarily the snake bite itself, but the person had had outlying health complications okay. that only sort of exasperated things a bit. So, yeah, it has a much meaner well, either that or it was a small it was a small child too. I can't remember. I'd have to go back in the book and look, but this is like the one of the phylogryas that has been sort of yeah questionable in terms of heat. It, it has a, a much meaner mug than Baron Eye. Yeah, this this one's I'm pretty sure is dead. Yeah. Yeah, they're weird because they don't have like the matte sort of look to them like like Baron Eye do. Um, yeah, very glossy. Very glossy. Very more reminiscent of the like smooth green snakes we have here. Yeah. And they have the right brow line, but their 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 face is much more right. stout, much yeah. more snub yeah. nose. A lot of lance heads. Ooh, another boa. It's a good looking boa. I can't decide which of the true boas, like of which locality. I like the most. Well, I mean, it's easy. It's Suriname. Surinams are nice. Guyanas are nice. These are nice. You know, what my problem is, is that I like them when they're Brazilians small. are nice. I, I, I like them when they're small and the scales are tight and they're soft looking. You know, they're velvety looking. And as they get older, those scales get larger. They lose that velvety look. And I think that's what kills yeah. it for me. I've never seen this before. What the fuck is this? Southern turnip tail gecko? Whoa, look at that. Man, very leechy looking. Yeah. Very leechy looking. That's big. That's a big gecko, man. Yeah. 
That's cool as hell. Yeah, I've it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a, a Legionis gecko hybrid with like a crocodile gecko. With some Chihuahua thrown in there. Yeah, with some Chihuahua thrown in there for for pattern. Thecodactylus solomonensis, Salomonensis. That's cool. That is really cool. Thacodactylus. I've never even heard of that. There's some species of Pheronex that I am unfamiliar with. Polylepis. Interesting. What is it? The, um, the is that the that's the bird eaters, right? The neotropical bird eaters. No, that's um. What's uh, the other the other Pheronex that uh that Billy has? Yeah, I, now I can't remember the damn species name. It's long, and we always shorten it. Oh, this is gonna plague me. So it's not the is Pistillonotus. Pistillonotus. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. AKA South American Ganyasoma. Yeah, right. They just have it labeled as cutlass. I don't... Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Oh, Peru. Cool. That's cool. My Chris Peruvian. Peruvianensis or Peruvianus and dispatched, right? Peruvianus. Peruvianus. Yeah. Still good looking. Shame. It's no Fulvius. It's no Fulvius. You can do it, computer. Come on, computer. We Come have faith. I'm surprised, uh, Peru, there was no, there was not more snake um, sightings. There's a lot of snake species in Peru. Damn it. They're crashing on you. No, I don't know what it's doing. It's iNaturalist loading. Well, so far, I think this has been pretty awesome. Oh, here's another one of those polylepis. This seems like better pictures of a smaller one. Is that in a water bottle? Yeah. Nice. It's not a Fiji bottle, but I guess it'll do. It'll do. Oh, yeah. Look at the neonatal patterning. Yeah. It's much more earth tone than. Yeah. Huh. They use so, Aquafina bottles in, uh, in Peru, just so everyone knows. Nice. Another Peru coral snake. A lot of iguanas. Another Ulfur Sea. Dipsadine snake is that what that said? Oh, by Leniata. There we go. Hararaka. They need to get these out of Bothrops. 
Yeah, I don't know why they're in Bothrops. I don't know. Someone was lazy, I think. It's like, how do you look at that and be like, yep, that's a lance head, all right. Yeah, not even close. That's a chondro with tiny venom. they are. Yeah. That's one of my favorite species that P and Cody have. Things are supposedly like stupid hot too, considering their size. Yeah. Yeah, they just it, call those cut that uh, that polylepis. Yeah, I imagine it's to do with the sword, you know, reminiscent of that. Long oh, shot. Oh, no, that's an Aatrox. Is that an Aatrox? Mm. That looks like a Teniata more than an Aatrox. But it does look like a Teniata. Aberrant pattern or something. Or maybe it's just a phenotype of, of the region. That's really aberrant. I mean, you could see the Aatrox head. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely an Aatrox head, but the pattern is just crazy. It's, it looks like a. If I saw that at first glance, I'd be like, "That's a Teniata, dude." Right. And for those of you listening, imagine a Fertilant snake, but with uh, Owen Pelly Python coloration. That's wild. Someone messing with an Ulfersee again. Another Lichtensteins. Yeah. A lot of collared tree runners. Oh, click the big which scale. Is neat because the what? The the big scale skink. Go up one more row on the left. Oh, too far. Oh. Those things are super cool. Scales aren't even that big. <laughs> yeah, right. For those listening, this is a uh, uh, lacerted looking animal that is dark slate gray with neon green spots. Like a and fire skink if it were like green a, instead of red. Like a semi-arboreal fire skink, but green. <laughs> Chicken yes. snake? Yeah. Feel free and to it, open up at any time there, Internet. I was going to say, if anyone loves Spilotes, i.e. South American tiger snakes, tiger rat snakes, you need to go to Fulvius Apparel right now and pick out the coolest the tiger best selling shirt. Is it really? It's, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best one you, you've made, man. Hands down. Teniatus. There's a Teniata right there. <laughs> Because I guess bl it's, just, snake. it's not wanting to open these melodies. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, look at that face. Look at that eyes face. like a doll's eyes. Oh, jet black with neon acid yellow. Oh, so cool, man. So cool. 
and see like there's so many animals named tiger this is a tiger snake man for sure it's a chicken snake yeah according to iNaturalist it's a chicken snake I mean I believe that is what they call them down down yonder was that a, a colibre pollo There was another turnip tail gecko. I got to see more of these. That is just I, an odd amalgamation. I, know, I, I can't get behind it, man. It just looks like a regen. You know? It's like a day gecko, a chewy, a lychee. Oh, no, I mean, just it, it's, it's had a simple. love child. It's simple. It's a Halmahara gecko, the size of a house gecko, with and it's born with a regenerated tail. That's what it looks like. This just says dipsadine. What that is looks that? Like some, that looks like some sort of racer. That head and face structure has a racer written all over it. Huh. Where's Doc Lopin when we need him? I know, right? I was just thinking that. <sighs> All right. Do we want to hit one more? Yeah, let's hit one more. There's still people watching. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's change it up and go to Connecticut. Dominican. Oh, okay, Dominican Republic. So. I was gonna say we the last one either has to be the, the you know DR or it has to be Cuba. So Esperance and uh, Santiago are both big regions for tobacco for oh, yeah. Dominican, and there's a ton of Dominican stuff on the market that was sort of. Before Nicaragua became the the spot, you know, this is post like Colombia. Um, okay, I guess Esperance is out. Uh, after the whole Cuba embargo and stuff, um, and Nicaragua sort of come and in, came into play within the last like two decades, three decades, Dominican Republic will be producer of, of tobacco for cigars. Let me see. We've got a Hispaniolan boa. Nice. That's cool, man. So like your Ashton cigars, anything with like the Ashton label on it is Dominican. Anything with that's like the La Roma de Cuba is also made by Ashton, but it's their Nicaraguan tobacco. Those are like a, almost like New World carpets. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of the Dominican uh, tobacco, I've seen a couple companies that they do a 
they do a filler, I think it is, and it's called Dominican Republic Olar. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's supposed to be a darker color, but not yes. Maduro. Yeah. Oh, look at that little guy. Oh, that's cool. What are they calling that? That's a Hispaniola. Oh, nice. It's a Striatus. I think the flash is. Um, yeah, out. I've I've heard that too, as far as the Olar, um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what it is. Cool. This is where your like VSGs come from, buddy. Yeah, man. Faux show. So that's like a weird Oxybellus wannabe. Yeah. It's got the, the, the lateral ocular stripe. Stupid long. Look at that thing, dude. Yeah. Unless there's two of them in that picture. Yeah, if that's one no, snake, No, because that's a single tail. That's one yeah. tail. Wow, that's a long snake. That's wild. Euromacer. Oxyrhin... Oxyrhynchus. Oxyrhynchus. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to Google that one later for sure. And there's not a ton of snake species on Dominican. It's more of a lizard lizard joint. Nose. Copes and Tias snake. Is that Hypsirhynchus? Parvifrons. Hmm. That looks like that one that we looked at when we yeah, first it does. started. Huh. It does. It's almost the same snake, but it loses all its stripes. More of those blind snakes. Tons of anoles. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Pretty much nothing but anoles in the Santiago region. All right, are we are we taking a, a small swim and going to Cuba? If you want to, let's hit Cuba real quick. It's only a couple hundred miles north. Cuba. I feel like we could we, we can't do you know tobaccos of the world not talk about Cuba. I'm saving the best for last. Let's see. I don't want to share tab audio. You don't need the audio. You can't hear anything anyways. Starting off with a lot of lizards. Cool little gecko, ashy gecko. Oh, yeah, dude. Ashies are awesome. Do they keep this? Is this like an wind. adult? Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's not they an adult, that? that's they keep that color. Wow, yeah, the derpy little eyes. Yeah, cl if you click, um, click the actual scientific name and it'll take you to the page. 
for that species. And then it'll show you all, like a, a good handful of photos of that species. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm assuming those are not just native to Cuba. Like, they're, are they in the surrounding? No, no. So it's, it's, it's specifically Cuba and then the Keys of Florida. And they just made their way onto like mainland Florida, but it's very, very sparse. Wow. Those are neat. And see, that, see, that's not an ashy. It's still Spirodactylus. That's an adult ashy. Hmm. I like how thin their toes are, but their toe pads are huge. Yeah, right? I mean, those babies, the keratins. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Super cool. Curly tail lizards, anolis, amoebas, Cuban tree boa. That picture sucks. Did it say Galapagos giant tortoise? <laughs> it does. That can't be right. It's probably somebody's pet. A lot of geckos. Cuban ground, yeah. A lot of curly tails. Ooh, Guantanamo and old. That's cool looking. Again, the genus of anoles. Yeah, right. Is really cool if you look past the greens. <laughs> or or like the we have browns. Like, we have yeah. the. We have the Dollar General version of Anolis in the states. Dude, look how Everyone cool else that thing has, is! Like, the coolest looking stuff. Dude, that's a bird, man. That's a freaking bird. Look how lean it yep. is. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Allison's anol, which I think I've seen pictures of these elsewhere. So these are the ones that have like. Colors yeah. that it just fades from green to blue to purple. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And of course, that's as close as I can get. It's dumb. Like souped you, up you greens, can, basically. Well, yeah, click the scientific name again. Oh, look at the blue, man. Look at the blue. Why is that not in the pet trade? Oh, that's awesome. So smug looking, right? Ugh. Oh, Straight God. up purple in the face. Dude. Purple face. Fades Dude. to ice, fades to deep blue, fades to ice blue, fades to Green and all green. Look how cool that thing is, man. And it's got the toe pads the same way that, uh, you know, night anoles and chameleon anoles. They still they have the nails and the pads, man. Oh, awesome. Absolutely awesome. I said awesome a lot tonight, but dude. Communist countries have the coolest stuff. 
Damn it. Cavenol? What is that? That's kind of cool, too. That's very cool. That's like the Pacillotheria ornata of, of the anole world. Look at how Dude, long look, the toes are on that. Look how it blends. Man, look the at those, look at those alien feet. Yeah, that's wild. Look, look at the structure of that, dude. Yeah. Got one one here, and then it just zoop, shoots down. That's weird. I wonder if that's like a if that's actually supposed to be there, like right where the parietal eye is. Yeah, that's or or it could just be luck camouflage. Because I mean, look, there's like white specks on the rocks. Hmm. We'll delve that's deeper. Wild. Yeah. It must be because here's another one that has it. Oh yeah, look. Man, it's got a white dewlap. Wow. That's so cool. A white dewlap. It's like an orchid. It, yeah, exactly. It literally looks like an orchid petal. I feel like we could do a whole episode on Anolis. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should. Hmm. Too cool, man. Too cool. That white yeah. dude gets me, man. That's awesome. Cuban twig anole. How many species of anolis do they have, dude? Good lord. <laughs> It, it definitely has a uh, uh, Teletornis face. It yeah, tweaks, right. Mm -hmm. Orient pallid anole. Oriente pallid. Pallid. Anolis Dude, is that a white literalis? Man, it's got a lot of white on it. Look at how triumphant that bastard Dude, is. He is a triumphant bastard. That's Teletornis. That's Teletornis for sure. Look at that face. Jesus. Okay, for those listening, this is a a small anole that has it's cookies dark, and cream. It's it's cookies and cream. It's dark on top with a white lateral stripe and then a cream and white face and belly with a white dewlap. That's awesome. Lateralis. Oh, dude. So cool. Betcha the, the phylogenetic tree for Anolis is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the size of the damn tree in Avatar. That they were living in. <laughs> right. I think like that whole genus should be, and I'm sure it has been, but like a case study for like evolution and stuff. 
Oh yeah. Because especially you have this many species inhabiting like the same area that they've all sort of changed, uh, like adapted to fit a, a certain niche in a given area. Yeah. Nidanol. Oh, here's some more of them dwarf boas, spotted dwarf boa. These are really wow. cool, those little bromeliad boas. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's maroon with an orange pectoral and like chocolate brown spots. And they're tiny. Yeah, because that other one wasn't Tropidiophis, I don't think. That's what I that's what I think they were all originally in. There's another one. So tiny. It's weird. This one's just called snakes. <laughs> Cuban racers. Another Guantanamo and all. So there's like, I mean, look, we're seeing like at least six species of anoles just in. Yeah. Here's another one. Pinar del Rio anole. That's cool looking. Little guy's missing his tail. Again, look at the feet. Yeah. That's just odd. Wild feet. Green greens aren't like that, right? They they are, but not that pronounced. I don't. It's really pronounced. Yeah, because there's one right there, and that's got normal, normal feet. Yeah. Now, hey, if you go to the top of the screen, and you see where it says um, observations, next to it says species, click species, and you can see how many anole species there are. Oh yeah. You can also do it by list, so you don't have to have a photo. Apparently, I do. Huh. Cuban dwarf boas. Dude, that lateralis, man. That lateralis gets me, dude. That, that is so cool. This is Anolis Alogus. Big dewlap. Yeah, huge dewlap. In ratio to size. Uh, that's strange. I feel like I feel like you could be a birder. Look at the tail on that. And just do anoles. Wow, crested tail. Look at that. Crested everything. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah, you could be a bird photographer, a birder, and and just doing those, and that would be really hard to get them all. Man, blue-eyed grass bush anole. Is that what this one is? Dude, how do you see its eyes? It's so tiny.
see if it'll let me. I'm trying to go to that observation so I can get a better look at it, damn it. <clears throat> I don't know where they get blue-eyed from. Oh, there you go. What's that last one? Come on. Dude, it's blue-eyed. Holy oh crap. Oh, my God, it's blue-eyed. Look at that. So this is just a normal-looking tan anul with turquoise eyes. That's cool. That's... Way to like legit put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, they're they're definitely small. It looks like super slender. That one in the middle on the left kind of has like a cat gecko look to it. Mm-hmm. Look at that! Wow, those That's eyes cool. are insane. Everyone needs to go Google blue-eyed anole. Blue-eyed grass bush anole. Oh, excuse me, actually. Anolis alutaceus. Yeah, alutaceus. There's got to be a book on anoles, like a current one that I can buy and just dive headfirst into. Looks like you're going to be writing that book, pal. <sighs> Hell no. I don't want that job. I just want to read it. There's a whole, you know, there's a whole website that's about the Anolis genus, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about it on the show. Here's a good God. Here's another one. Endangered globally, Sagua, Sagua de Tanamo, Anol, Anolis, Rubribaris. Again, wow. like abnormally large dewlap. Yeah, crazy dewlap with sunset cocktail drink colors. Why does it do this to me? I just want to. I want you. I want to go to that sighting. I don't. Stop playing these games with me. That's like the annulated bow of the Anolis world. Yeah. Is there even any? Is there anybody still here? Oh wow, thirteen people. Woo. Click, click the map. Where's it found? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. That's awesome. Crest tail, too. Yeah. Uh, looks like northeast-ish. Okay. Nope, not even. Southeast. Oh, yeah, far southeast point of the island. 
endangered. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, awesome. How enlightening. This means, you know, this means we have to find someone who's doing like Anolis work scientifically. Yeah. Yep. We'll get on that. We'll get on that. Uh, Someone said there's a bunch of books. They just bought some. I need to look up and see if there's something like recent though. Yeah. Or dare I say a definitive guide to Anolis. That'd be pretty dope. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. You like my my KWG shirt? Whoa! Stand up. Let me see that thing. Oh, that looks great. That looks so great. And that, what is that? A, a Belliana shell? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have okay. to look. That's so cool looking. Dude, my mom's specs were were duking it out the other day. And uh, she has two males, and they've never shown any signs of combat towards each other. But I guess they're finally at the age now, or comfortable to, to do it. And the one, the 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 smaller of the two, who is clearly the aggressor, had shoved his the front of his carapace inside the front of the other one's carapace to the point where the other one had retracted his head so much that like his face was all like smushed inside himself. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, and my mom was like, "What? What are they doing?" What? what? I was like, "Well, they're they're dudes. They're they're duking it out. There's no girl around, you know." So like, we pulled them apart, and the one the the larger tortoise like sticks his head out, like, "Oh, thank God, I've been in there for God knows how long." <laughs> I felt so bad for that poor guy. Oh, Connexus for the win. Yeah, cool. I like that shirt. That shirt's freaking awesome, especially the black with that 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 yellow that that ivory color. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's a it's a bright like caution yellow. It looks lighter on. Oh, really? Than it is. Yeah, it's a bright yellow. But I should do like an ivory. You should do like, like off white, like an eggshell kind of. Yeah, yeah, that. Put my order in for that. I'll take that. I well, I made so I made this because Tyler got some shirts. And so I was like messing around with some designs and I, I made him this and sent him and Jeremy one. I think I sent Jeremy one, but I didn't make one for myself. But yeah, I, I need that shirt black with the the uh, washed out yellow. Yeah, I need that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's one of my one of my favorites. That was my my earlier days of toying with Photoshop. Looks good, man. Looks good. Thank you. Speaking of shirts, hop on over to fullviesapparel.com. Grab yourself something. New stuff coming soon. Uh, and then give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Posting. I'm a little more active on the Instagram page than I have been on the Facebook page. So um have we we've had Jeremy on, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've had Jeremy on. Yeah. We've had Jeremy on solo, and we've had Jeremy with Tyler. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a Connexus house. This is a house of Connexus. Do you love us some Kinnies? Hell yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, also check out blackboxcages.com. Go to Blackbox on Facebook and Instagram. Give them a follow. Stay in the loop. If you're buying something, when you go to checkout, use code THN. Save yourself some money. Um, a little, every little bit helps. Shipping's expensive, no matter where you go. So, do yourself a flavor and uh, type in those three letters THN at checkout. Save yourself some some money, and then go and buy some snakes from the soon to be married Petersound Pythons. The Gendra. That's right. Sounds like they were here earlier, briefly. Briefly, they were here. Um, They're always here in spirit. Yes. Give them a follow on Morph Market. Give them a follow on Facebook. Give them a follow on Instagram. They've been super busy, so I don't know that they've really been posting or active much, but they're planning a freaking wedding, so give them a break. Yeah. Soon it'll all be dealt with and behind them, and they can get back to their, their usual programming. So, um, Don't know if we're doing... need to talk to Chris about a Corn Stars episode Thursday and see if we're doing that. Um, cool. If that doesn't happen, I think Jake and I contemplated ditching THP for a night to go road cruise out in Okati. Nice. Um, so I don't know what's happening Thursday yet, but obviously there will be a post about it and be on the lookout for it. You guys when's should an, you guys an, should do an, uh, a road cruising Okati. Oh, God. You should, man. How? You have you have a supercomputer in your pocket. Maybe, yeah, I guess. Just do it. You could. Hell, man, I'll I'll come in. I'll come on here, and I'll be like the guy in the Matrix who sits at the desk with a computer. You guys could be in the uh, Matrix operator. Yeah, the operator. operator. Yes, the operator. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It was like really rainy and actually chilly here over the weekend it was like 60 something yesterday and wet so i felt bad because montross was in town and him and jake went out to donnelly the wma that jake and i like to go to right and then they did some road cruising and the weather was like horrible (laughs) oh poor guys but they came over for a little bit uh hung out you know montross wanted to see the jansen eye so Showed nice. him those. Showed him the Castani corns because he's he's always asking like, "What's the big deal with these things?" I don't get it. I showed him in person. He says he's still not sure if he gets it, but they're nice. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fair enough." At least he's honest. No. Um. So Thursday to be determined. We will see. When's the next Venom Exchange radio coming out? Uh, I got some people in the woodworks. Um. It, the problem is that Nipper is traveling like a madman again, oh, yeah. frivolously. Uh, he's back in the Mediterranean as we speak, sending me pictures of his his better half finding baby tortoises. And uh, as soon as he gets back from the Mediterranean, I've got like three or four interviews lined up. So some snake people, some scorpion people, cool stuff. So... If you if you haven't heard the most recent episode, go listen to it. Episode 15, Venom Exchange Radio. This episode, we interviewed the one and only Mr. Lou Boyer, Lou B747 on YouTube, and uh, talking about his crazy Asian travels and finding blue coral snakes and sea crates and just 
Awesome stuff. Field herping episode. So check it out. It was a good one. Thank you, bud. We will uh, see everyone later. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good night.